I'm Tyler Smiley. And I'm John Morrison. And this is the Rooted and Grounded podcast. Rooted and Grounded is a ministry of Lakewood Baptist Church that creates theological content to grow the church in our knowledge of God in order that we would grow in our love for Him and for our neighbor. Check out more at rootedandgrounded.co. Hey, John. How are you? I'm good. I see you virtually. Yeah, so we're doing this on Zoom, so the, the audio is going to sound a little bit different. Uh, we should let people know that I stole the good mic so I could sound better, but that's just because I have more to make and, up for in my voice. And I need no help with sounding amazing. That's right. Therefore, they, I'm using my earbuds. Yeah, some have called you the Charles Spurgeon of Gainesville, Georgia. Yeah, no one has called me that except for myself. Hey, we're, 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 we've got a special episode. Today. Do you want to tell them what we're doing that's special? No, I want to tell them. Can okay. I tell them? You're the boss. Let me tell them. I want to tell them because we've got a special guest who is a dear friend of mine. And we go way back. I'm talking about like, like, like to the, to the 20 teens back, <laughs> way back to my seminary days with my good friend and fellow pastor, Larry Larry, thanks for joining us today, man. Hey, man. It's just good to sit back and see professionals just do their thing on the intro to this podcast. So that was, man, thanks for having me. There, wasn't it? That was just beautiful. And uh, I felt like I'm on, I'm, I feel officially on the air. So I'm excited about this. Yeah. We are live. So, uh, we are live. Somewhere. So let me give a quick intro about Larry, but then I want John, why don't you share kind of where Larry is and what he's doing, and, and, and then we'll kick it over to him for a minute. But just personal, on a personal note, so Larry and I went to went through seminary together, um, took a lot of classes together, and, mm. uh, you know, one that I'll never forget was our Greek classes we took together. We <laughs> would spend hours reading Romans in Greek, trying to figure out what on earth this word or that word meant and uh man just some of those times it was like you just laughed to stop from crying oh oh my goodness it was good times wasn't it may ganoito man may ganoito <laughs> may it never be by no and means other things that by no means may it never be um so anyways great time in seminary and then of course uh larry and i both graduated right around the same time and and uh he stayed out in Colorado I moved back to Gainesville and uh and here we are now working again partnering in in the gospel and uh, excited to do that so John why don't you share just a little bit about our partnership and what that's like yeah so we we've gotten the opportunity to partner with Larry as he's gone out to plant Central Bible Church in Castle Rock Colorado and just yeah over the past several months you know for years I think Larry's felt a call to plant and then preparing for that and his sending church has as well. And then over the past several months, we've had the opportunity. I mean, Tyler, you already knew Larry, but uh, I got to know Larry, our core three, six church planning team. We got to know Larry, interview him, go through the process and then have been excited to partner with him. Really? Even, even in the middle of COVID to uh, partner with him that they had to help try to plant this church in Castle Rock. So it's been really neat that just the way the, the relationship from years ago, you know, y'all reconnected, got us connected with the, uh, with Core 36, and now here we are several months yeah. later. Uh, and great. 
yeah, it's just, it's been neat. I mean, for me, because I obviously don't have the history. I mean, I've, I've spent most of the last few months trying to get Larry to tell me embarrassing stories about you, Tyler. And uh, apparently they just don't exist. Not a lot. I mean, a lot of laughter. Uh, A lot of laughter. Probably, yeah, the more embarrassing stories would have to deal with Tim Suits, your other uh, core church planter there. We've got a lot on him, but this isn't about him. No, it's not. And really, for the folks listening, Tim is that Anglican in Colorado, which is basically (laughs) the only way we know him. Uh, Every time, every time he comes to visit, that's when Dr. Tom has him stand up and just highlights the fact that he's an Anglican. So uh, that's how we Baptists like to talk about him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, you know, for me, it's just really encouraging that Denver Seminary produced uh, three people who believe in the Bible. So I'm just really excited you all are Amen to that. (laughs) Amen to that. You know, Uh, the other thing I should have said was that Larry and I went through a summer long Hebrew uh, language learning because we had to get it done you know, in a tight. Span. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we took it all in one summer, the first two Hebrew classes in one summer. And that was, that was something. Do yeah, you remember, was, do you remember my name in seminary? Uh, remember, my Hebrew name? I remember your Hebrew name. Your Hebrew name was Yafet. Mine was uh, Ovadia. And Tim's, who was also in there, was uh, Benjamin. Yeah. And uh, do you remember when I asked yeah, the teacher yeah. what Yafet and, 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 and for those at home listening, I'm a rather large man. I look like a offensive tackle. And uh, I, I asked the professor, we were going around and talking about what our names mean. And Yafet meant wide. It meant wide. <laughs> <laughs> so the entire class erupted in laughter oh, at that gosh. revelation. And so that's too good. Yeah, about right. Somehow we made it through. Real <laughs> sensitive about about body image. I think. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's yeah, right. that's right. Uh, well, Larry, we want to hear from you a little bit. We want to hear, you know, about the church. And why don't you just give us a few minutes? I mean, just give us kind of the background and and uh, and tell us what you guys are doing and where you're planting and all this. Now, you, you want me to share a little bit like how we got to kind of where we are? Would Would that be good? That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. Yeah. So. Um, uh, I've always had a heart for church planting early on in ministry, uh, but took this job as a family pastor in Colorado. Uh, also have a big heart for family ministry, kids ministry, youth ministry. And, and so um, took this job still kind of with church planting in, in the back of our mind and knowing that this church wanted to multiply, um, but wasn't really ready to do that when I came here. Uh, but what had been kind of happening in the background is, is our church really started to want to do local outreach in a very uh, specific way, not just kind of like a shotgun ministry, but really trying to do a few things well. And so we wanted to support like local, um, you know, shelters and centers and things like that. But we really said to ourselves, we want to pick an area and we want to love that area as best as we can and then kind of move out. And so years before I got here, they started an after-school program, not an after-school program, but a snack pack program for, for kids on the weekends. And so there's a Title mm-hmm. I school in town. Kids were coming to school on Monday just hungry and, and tired. And so we were like, well, let's just provide them some food. And so we had a, a large number of, of the kids from Southridge, which is the elementary school we kind of focused on in that area. 
uh, on that snack pack program. And that really started to open the doors for a lot of different things. But that was kind of like the first initial step into that, what we call the South Ridge, the central area of Castle Rock. Um, kind of years after that, we, we decided to move our VBS uh, into more kind of a sports camp, which is really just a VBS, but instead of doing crafts and, and uh, free time, you, you have sports, but we're teaching Bible and all that sort of thing. But our first year we had, you know, we were running about 50, 60 kids here on our VBS, but that first year we had about 70 to 80. Mm. Year after that, we had about 150. The year after that, we had 250, and we were doing it at the school at Southridge Elementary. And so we were seeing kids um, come into faith. We were seeing families get connected to our church. We were seeing really neat things happen. Well, we also were kind of doing some, you know, just maintenance projects at the school as a church and doing a couple of days. We called them Creekside Cares. And, and after a few of those, which the teachers were very appreciative, you know, painting and fixing things up and just kind of light construction work and, and yard work. I went to the principal and I just said, you know, what, what do you guys really need? Like, what do you really like? I, and this is, so this is kind of a couple of years of building some trust with the principal. And, and she was like, you know, people do coat drives and that's great. We need that. People do food drives. That's great. We need that. But we just need people to mentor our students. We have a lot of kids going home without, you know, positive male role models, you know, people who, who have integrity and character pouring into them. And so they just need that. And so, Two years ago, we started an after-school program on every Thursday. It was free. And the idea was is when you pick up your, your kid at 5.30, because it went from about 4 to 5.30, they're going to have their homework done. They're going to be tired because they've exercised. And uh, they're going to have fun. They're going to have had fun. Uh, there's going to be a little snack. And we actually are going to share the gospel. Like we were allowed to kind of do what we wanted to and we were sharing the gospel week in and week out and, and building character and, and, you know, teaching people about, you know, being, being caring and, and respectful and forgiving, but it all came back to the gospel and to what Jesus mm. had done for us. So we were seeing kids say, we were seeing kids come to our church, um, crazy. I mean, kids who didn't even know who God was or had a very mm. weird abstract picture of who God was. And so all this great ministry has been kind of happening at this school. And so, I kind of lay that out to say about three years ago, we started really going, what's the next step for Creekside? And it, it kind of landed on this. We wanted to plant a church. We really felt like multiplication and, and church planting is a very effective strategy in terms of kingdom building, uh, God saving people and making, making disciples, just the, the opportunity yeah. to make more disciples. And so, um, we started to kind of look around because Castle Rock's an area that's really blowing up and there's a north side, you know, south side, you know, it's just a growing area. There's, there's uh, a, a, like a lone tree up north and there's Monument and South and Colorado Springs. But we really kind of kept coming back to that Southridge central area because we started to ask the question, not where do we want to go and try to start something, but where's God already working? Like, where yeah. is he where's he already doing something and, and where yeah. can we join him? And so the crazy part is, is it's only about three to four miles away from our current church, but it's just a different demographic. It's a different group of people and we're a bit on the outskirts of town. And so we get people from all over, but a lot of those people 
aren't going to travel to where we're at. And so we want to go where they are and we want to love them well and serve them. And so last spring we started launching our team and, and putting it all together and um, you're getting our team together and pouring into them. And we launched uh, this past September and been, been going strong. And so it's been pretty, pretty, the, the neat thing is we're seeing a few of those overtime families get connected. Mm. Um, we're seeing people who haven't been to church or, or have never really been to church start coming and, and hearing the gospel. And um, it's been pretty awesome, man. It's been pretty mm. fun. Our, and, our, and our core team has been absolutely amazing. All the fears you have as a pastor kind of going into a church plant are, are uh, put to the side when you have a really good core team. And, and yeah, so okay. it, it's been a, it's been a blast. Yeah, that's really all I can say. It's been a lot of fun. And one of the things I think I love most about the story of how I got started was just how very natural of a progression it was from doing real ministry in that context, caring for those kids, loving the school, building a relationship with the principal, getting to know the administration and mm -hmm. man, and how that how the Lord can use that to start to turn hearts towards him, how he can use, you know, an after school program to to reach the kids. And then you can build a relationship with the parents. And it's just a great way. It's, and uh, I, I just want to commend. I mean, I, I know you guys may it sounds like you may not have started out saying, hey, we're going to plan a church and the way we're going to do it is by doing ministry in the school. It just sounded like you sort of said, Lord, where do you want us? Yeah. And it yeah. was ministry in that school. And then one thing led to another and you get to be a part of a great new church in that area. That's a great, great way to do church planting. I think. Yeah. It wasn't like the original intention of, it was really just a heart of to do local outreach well and uh, to do, to do one place. Well, <laughs> like mm -hmm. that's really the idea is like, I'd rather do one place well than a lot of different places. Okay. Or just to kind of get by. The, the, the beauty is, is, you know, if we continue to grow and, and thrive, it does give us a model moving forward for going. We don't just want to send somebody off and, and drop them in a place that they've never been before or, or they're not mm -hmm. invested in. We want the, the community to know we have we have we have some chips in the game. Like we're 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 a part mm -hmm. of this community and not just trying to come and, and save it from the outside. But this is our community. And, you yeah. know these are our kids and uh, we're invested here. We're not going anywhere. And so, yeah, it gives us kind of a reproducible model if this all works out, which, you know, you hope and pray it does. We think it will, but uh, yeah, it's, it's been, I, I'm just as humbled uh, by that as, as mm -hmm. uh, you know, when other people compliment it or, or say, Hey, that's pretty cool. It's just been like, man, it's been a God thing. Yeah. And it's neat. I mean, even your commitment, you're talking about this being your community that, your kids or some of your kids are going actually now part of the elementary school. Like this is their school. You know, you're not just coming from the outside and coming in. Yeah. COVID's kind of ruined some well, of that. Well, that's ruined a little bit. Of it. <laughs> but I know, like, your heart has been to be there. Yeah. And it's yeah. just this faithfulness over time. Uh, yeah. That, that I think the Lord seems to be blessing as y'all begin to plant. It's really, it's really neat yeah. to see. Ton of our families are, I mean, we have families that are blocks away from the school and, um, they, they're a part of this team and partly because they've been like, we've been praying about this for years to just to have a, a church in our community, in our neighborhood 
that people can walk to and be a part of. And so that's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's great. Hey, well, talking about the challenges of COVID, would you, so you launched, when was your first Sunday, your launch Sunday? Uh, I think it was September 10th. September 10th. So, yeah. uh, and your plan was to meet at the school. Yeah. In the school, school. Meeting, which yeah. is not allowing outside groups. I don't yeah. know, are your schools even back in session yet? Uh, they're going full time next week after this fall break. Yeah. So for, so for all the focus planning and strategy, you go to launch and you can't meet where you want to meet. <laughs> yeah. So, it's awesome. Uh, yeah. What, what has that been like? Just, I mean, this has been a, this isn't just a, you know, this wasn't a wild hair project. This has been multi-year plan, strategize, prayer. And then since March, those plans and strategies have uh, had to be, had to be adjusted, I would say. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I told our team early on, um, especially when we're going through the COVID season, because that's kind of when our training started is we just got to be flexible, man. Like we, we still feel like God is calling us to, to this timeline. You know, a lot of people were like, you should wait. And, uh, but, but what, for what, like, what, what are we waiting for? Like, yep. we want to share the gospel. We, we have the life giving gospel. There's people that need the gospel. I don't feel like we need to wait right now. And so, uh, it's been, I don't, I, I can't say it's been like uber challenging. Our people have been super flexible when, and that's kind of the beauty of being a small church or a church plan is like, there's no culture built in that you have to kind of rub up against. You can kind of every week can be a bit different, although consistency is good. Um, we want that. It's just, we've been able to be flexible. And so we had services outside for our first three weeks in front of the school. Mm. So we were right at the entrance of the school and we had, you know, barbecue our first week. And when I say barbecue, I don't mean hot dogs and hamburgers. We had pulled pork. I'm barbecue. Yeah. These cross cultural missionaries we have are real hard. <laughs> so I'm glad you understand. Felt like if somebody showed up and said, you know, you only love me a hot dog's worth. Mm. We were like, no, I love you a pulled pork sandwich. It's worth of love. And so it's quite, quite a bit different. Hey, but yeah. I think I'm to another level there. <laughs> and we, we should note Larry's originally from Kansas City. So while not being a North Carolinian, he does know a thing or two about barbecue. I know, I know decent barbecue, man. Shout out to Gates. How you doing? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We have listeners there for sure. <laughs> Talk about Kansas City listeners there. I'm just hoping Gates hears this and sends me a crate of something. <laughs> well, yeah, Somebody we're, we're gonna. We're trying to get a barbecue joint as a sponsor for this podcast. <laughs> so, uh, we're open to any possibilities here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the uh, I don't even know what we're talking about. I talk about oh meeting barbecue. Outside. Yeah, meeting outside yeah. and. That was great, but then a local church kind of opened our doors, uh, opened their doors to us and have been able to meet there, and that transition's been smooth. Um, but it's really, I mean, man, I mean, we, we can kind of overcomplicate church planting, and we bought all the pipe and drapes and all that stuff and have a stage. It's like you can have all that, but you, 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 need, you need some chairs for people to sit down on. Mm. You, need, you need a guitar to lead some worship, and uh, you need the gospel. You need God's word to preach from. That, that was kind of our idea. If we have those things, we can begin yeah. to build this thing. And so that's kind of what we've been doing. 
Larry, I, I want to hear a little bit more because you're a great preacher. We went through seminary together. For, and now I've heard you preach. Granted, it's been maybe getting close to, to eight or nine years ago. But, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I've heard you preach. You're a great preacher. Thanks, How man. do you approach that now that you're preaching in a in a in a context where you said earlier you're around even a lot of kids and their families who maybe don't have any concept of a personal God. Yeah. Um, I mean, how has your preaching been shaped by what you really feel like you guys are doing in this church plant? Yeah, man, that's, that's a great, I was just talking to, to somebody about this the other day. Uh, Cause uh, it, it's a funny story, but yeah, we, we got on this topic of like, you know, my preaching's changed a little bit and not in a bad way, but, but in a good way. Um, I have to assume that people in my audience have, have, never read God's word. Our, our first night we had uh, a wife come up to us and was like, you know, my husband came to church and he actually got on his phone and read the Bible for, I think the first time in his life. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of like the assumption I go on. And so, yeah. you know, we're central Bible church. We don't have a, you know, crazy name like converge or thrive church. Like we're central Bible church. And, mm -hmm. you know, part of it is, is, uh, I'm not the authority. God's word is, and and we want people to to test even what I say to that. Um, but part of I feel like my job is helping people understand what the what the writer of, of Scripture's intent was, and to mm -hmm. allow the Holy Spirit to work through that and and then transform their life. And so I have to be careful. Where at Creekside, we have a lot of knowledgeable people, a lot of very smart people, seminarians, teachers. Um, I can't assume that the terminology I use at, at Creekside would be something that people there would understand. And so even mm -hmm. the other day, we're talking about uh, just the, the term saved because we're going through this I am series. Um, and, you know, people who don't know God's word, people who don't know the gospel, the idea of being sa saved from what? Like, and so I just unpacked, you know, being saved from the penalty of sin, saved from the power of sin. One day we'll be saved from the presence of sin. And we've all heard that before, but it's just trying to give people, if I'm going to bite off, you know, big theological chunks, I kind of have to slow down and just yeah. think like, if I walked in, I don't want to, and I don't want to be lost. Like if I would walk in and hear somebody preach, I don't want to be lost. I don't want to feel dumb. And, and so it's just that idea of like, you know, we're all kind of starting at different points, but really trying to be entry level, but yet going through God's word and, and being um, honest to what's being said. That was a long winded answer, man. I'm sorry. No, that's so true. I mean, it's, well, I love, I love the simplicity of that, but you know what, what else I really appreciate about that, Larry, is uh, you're not, you're, you're not leaving out important theological topics because you feel like they can't handle it. Exactly. You're, just, you're yeah. just recognizing they need to hear the truth of God's word, but they've just got to hear it in a relatable way. Yeah. And yeah, I, they, I think that's, that's something the Lord can use. Yeah. And so we're doing, you know, expository, we're taking chunks and going through them. I want them to be able to walk away and go, okay, I know what that means now. Like I know what God is trying to communicate to me through that. And that's really the, the end game. Um, with that, but it sometimes it means going slower, but you know, the beauty is we, we got time. 
if we got anything we got we got uh, i think that's one thing when you're young and you're preaching you're like i gotta cram in so many ideas and that's kind of the the beauty of preaching every week is like i got all the time in the world man i'll, I'll, I'll just i'll go slow and we'll go there together yeah that's great yeah John, what have you noticed as you've been looking at Larry's church plant? I mean, you, you've gotten to know him and you're, you're seeing a lot of other different church plants. I mean, what are you noticing about their church plant that really stands out to you? Well, so the, your sending church, Larry, Creek, Creekside. Yeah. About 400 folks typically. Yeah. On Sundays, is that right? And so, then, yeah. I mean, obviously COVID's hit that right. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Pre, Pre-COVID. Yeah. Uh, and then how many folks ended PC. up joining joining your core team from Creekside? So we have about 28 adults mm-hmm. and which is about 50 people total. Yeah. And so we have a lot of kids actually for a church our size, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. That, um, go ahead. Well, I was gonna, I mean, I think so Tyler's question about what's been in or very encouraging is that you've basically, you've taken a little over 10% of a Sunday morning. Yeah. Uh, who have joined with y'all to go out to plant. And I think. Oh, and quality people too. Yeah. Like really good, solid people. So it's like Creekside's commitment to you and to Central has been, I mean, they're making a significant financial commitment to the plant. Yeah. They're making a significant commitment of high level people to the plant. And everything I can tell doing it, quite joyfully and willingly. And this is the desire of the church. So I just love how this is really the church plant has been a whole church commitment from your sending church. I just think that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. How, how did y'all get to the point where the church as a whole was saying, Hey, we want to go plant at Southridge. We want to plant central Bible. Does that make sense? Uh, I mean, a lot of it was, I mean, obviously prayer. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, working through that. Um, I think the, is the question you're asking, how did we get people to kind of make that sacrifice and not be well, scared? Well, I think, yeah, I think that's part of it is like, there's obviously a sacrifice if you go. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I'm leaving my friends. I'm leaving yeah. the community I'm used to. Uh, I'm leaving my pew, you know, right. I'm leaving my chairs. This yeah. is where I always say, I mean, there, there's a sense of familiarity you're leaving, but also for, for Creekside, oh, that's a big loss. Yeah. You, 50 people, I mean, and 50 key people or, so I just think how, how do you think the church came around to the idea of it's going to be best if we send out, we sacrifice and send out this key, these key people from our church to plan. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's, you know, we, over the past few years, just the idea of mission, God's mission, um, participating in what God is doing mm-hmm. has been something we've been weaving in and out of really everything, our, our sermons, our community groups, um, just this idea of you know, not wasting our lives and, and, and wanting to, to um, make the time, steward the time we have here well. And to to not be afraid of risk or failure, um, mm. and and so a lot of that's just weaving that in to kind of create that culture. There's there's a lot of people who are scared though, 
there's still a lot of people who are scared. Um, and that's, that's, that's fine. Um, but I think it's that idea of, yes, there's, there's going to be a a huge chunk of people leaving. There's going to be some relationships that maybe weren't as strong, um, as, as they have been because now they're at different campuses and Mm -hmm. different churches. We're not just different campuses and different churches. Um, but the end goal has to be more important than those things. And so like when my comfort trumps the mission, then we have a problem. And you know what I'm saying? Like when I, when, man, I don't want my friends to go or I don't want to leave my friends. If that's the primary lens we're, we're filtering our Christianity through, we're going to be missing out on a lot of good things that God could do through us and in us and around us. And so, yeah, for us, it was the mission has to come first. Mm. And through that, we truly believe that Creekside is going to be a healthier place when this is all said and done. Because those quality leaders have created a vacuum. And mm-hmm. right now, and that's kind of what multiplication does. It creates, where there was one environment, it creates now two environments for people to kind of step up in leadership and grow and invest and own ministry. And so, yes, it's a challenge. And yes, it's a little bit scary in that season where you're backfilling everything. But the, the health of a church, um, or a church can become a lot healthier when, when you do create that vacuum and you do send out people because more people are getting opportunities to use their gifts, to lead, to reach people. And so, you know, again, if it has to come from a place of, of just, I'm willing to sacrifice whatever God is calling me to sacrifice to pursue the things that he wants me to pursue. And mm-hmm. if the idea of comfort or, uh, you know, my, my level of happiness or my satisfaction is, is part of the equation, that's always going to be hard. Um, yeah. That's honestly with anything in life, though. Like, if God's calling you to, you're, you know, you sit at a coffee shop and he calls you to go, you know, just engage somebody, talk to somebody else. Mm-hmm. It's, it's this idea of like, I got to give up something. I got to give up my comfort or, you know, I was trying to have my own quiet time, God. I just want to hang out with you. Don't, right. don't have me do things you want me to do. I just want to hang out with you. And it's yeah. like, you have to sacrifice that to, to go be a part of what God's doing. But in that, God grows you and, and, and yeah. God's with you. And so, I, I don't know, man, that, that's probably the only way that I think a church can come around to that is if it's just anything other than the gospel and anything other than the mission of God if anything's on the table that shouldn't be, you just got to be prepared to take it off. Uh, I mean, for example, I'll give you a great example is we were doing Awana and uh, Awana was an amazing program. And uh, we, we kind of saw some, uh, some problems with the way it was being done in our city. And we were just kind of cycling the same kids through the Awana programs and things like this. And um, if there's one thing that we saw and my kids loved Awana, we benefited from Awana but it was draining a lot of our volunteers. Mm -hmm. And it was, we were trying to run a kid's program and Awana and all this stuff. So we actually had to kind of step away from that huge program, even though it's a good program, we kind of had to make that sacrifice. And by doing that, that actually allowed us a volunteer base to do our after school program. Mm -hmm. And, And so we started reaching new families and new kids because we were willing to kind of make the sacrifice. And, and, a lot of people say that maybe wasn't a good choice, but we feel like it was because it allowed us to do what, what we felt like God was calling us to do. 
I don't know if the, yeah. Larry, we're getting uh close. We're we're at the end of our time with you now, and we're gonna have to let you go. But uh, man, just want to say how encouraged I am by what the church is doing there, and uh, just thankful for you and those folks who left the comforts and securities and safety at Creekside to go be a part of what the Lord is doing in this new um, this new body, this new fellowship. And uh, man, it's so encouraging, so excited to see how the Lord will work through you all. From time to time, we have uh, folks who listen to this who may be driving through uh, your area or, you know, yeah. may even have somebody who moves to the South Denver or the uh, Castle Rock area. So why don't you just say if, if someone's out in that area, how could they find you? Where are you? Where do you guys meet on Sundays? So we are at 883rd Street. Uh, we meet at 6 p.m. on Sunday evenings, which is, uh, as a pastor, amazing to have a whole weekend. I get two days to wake up whenever I want. I watch some football. It's beautiful, beautiful thing to have a Sunday night service and ju- just a Sunday night service. And then you get uh, all Sunday to get ready for your sermon. Like, oh man, I'm just damn. in the mirror for hours, just practicing my sermon. <laughs> My jam jams. Just was, it practicing. Tough, was it tough last weekend after Chiefs lost? Uh, was that a tough sermon? Or was it on mean, Monday night? Yeah, it, yeah. That was, was it on Monday night when they lost? I can't remember. I don't I, – uh, I'm just trying to relate to people by talking about sports. I really don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't just read theology, I promise. Uh, sports, ball. When the Chiefs – when Pat Mahomes hit that home run, yeah, um, it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, uh, no, but yeah, Sunday, Sunday night, Sunday night, 6 p.m. Um, we just celebrated our, our one month anniversary, uh, which we're gonna celebrate. We're gonna do happy birthdays. We had cake and pinata and everything on every once oh, a month, great. and so it's been super fun. But yeah, um, join us. You can also look us up at centralcastlerock.com, centralcastlerock.com, or you can email me at larry at centralcastlerock.com. I love it. Larry, thanks so much for joining us and sharing a little bit about what the Lord is doing there. And uh, we're, we're, we're with you, man. We're with you all the way and uh, excited about what will go on there. Yeah, man. I, I, thank you, man. Thanks to the whole yeah. church. Thanks to the network. Uh, yeah. Thanks to you guys. It's been good getting to know John and Tyler. It's been it's just neat to see how God kind of brings people together. And then those relationships last a long time uh, and, and get to do ministry together, man. So I'm blessed, humbled. Thanks, guys. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, John. Appreciate it, Larry. Thanks, Tyler. All righty. See you guys.